welcome to Watch from Mercury, a <laughs> watch along <laughs> podcast for a show we're not sure is good. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Watch from Mercury, guys. This week we are covering the finale, episode twenty-four. We I am told, your, We tried I, to tell you there was no more. And a lot of you still would not. You, you, I get it. You wanted to believe in your hearts, and but no, no, honey, it's done. It's done. I believe. I believe there could be. I just don't know. I don't know if it's. I don't know. This is a show where your host, me, Maxim, has his stomach all twisted up because of the ending. And your host, me, Alex, is uh, is is just angry. Just so disappointed in so many ways. Just regular pissed. <laughs> yeah, you you texted me this morning. You're gonna be really pissed, but you're gonna really like it. Well, I was really pissed, and I didn't like it. It was bad. <laughs> it was a bad episode, and it really. Yeah, uh, we'll get to it. <laughs> uh, I'm also gonna give a little bit of a. Uh... And start this episode off with not not a full apology, um, but kind of an apology. Sorry for being rude to you. A cool pop tart on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> we were discussing the episode, and then it was one of those things where I was like, um, "I it's definitely not you see its vibe. It's obviously more uh, it's char- it's character focused instead of conflict focused. But sometimes it was hard to tell what the scope was supposed to be and what the show was trying to say." say love the series at face value it was a very fun watch but when you think for a few moments about what you just saw a lot of things don't really check out mm-hmm. and this is after i typed out a few comments and this person replied like and i just said dog you can click the profile we have a whole podcast about this. <laughs> i don't know if that's being rude that's just sort of being playful but <laughs> yeah i'm being a little snarky and rude and i'm sorry if that came across as rude but like i'm not a typer i'm a talker okay yeah yeah <laughs> so as many of you know um we are gonna watch jujitsu kaisen season two and that's going to be the next thing we watch. We're not going to respond to any Witch from Mercury fan mail from this point on. You can, if you compliment our podcast, I will, I'll read that. But <laughs> yes, there's a narcissism clause in this. There's a narcissism clause. Yeah. But uh, this is wrapping it up for Witch from Mercury. But uh, any listener mail you got, anything you want to send in, any theories, beef, anything about the show, um, Jujitsu Kaisen from this point forward. Uh, <laughs> send it to watchformercury at gmail.com and also subscribe to our Patreon if you like us, support us you get bonus Gundam movie reviews every month on there and um, we like making content for you guys we want to keep doing it so uh, subscribe there I was also thinking about um, I'll probably make a buy me a coffee as well if you guys want to do like a one time donation because I know subscribing to stuff kind of sucks but I don't know uh, you know, we, we, we make the podcast um, almost for free, and yeah. uh, it's good to have some support. So, yeah, and we're we're not entirely done with Witch for Mercury content. We're gonna probably do a review of, uh, in hindsight, of the prologue on the Patreon. So, if you mm-hmm. want our thoughts, looking all the way back on what what scattered promises unfulfilled we were given, you can find it there. It's not up yeah. yet. We haven't recorded it yet, but that's like so. We we got a little bit, a little little epilogue left to go for this, but we are going jujutsu from here on in. Yeah, it's fl- it's floating around in there. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, patreon.com/slash/watch for mercury, and for any listener mail you got, 
It is watchformercury at gmail.com. Send it whatever you want. And we're going to start. We got a, a, quite a few this week. Thank you guys for listening to the instructions and sending in your reviews as, or your listener mail as soon as you watch the episode because it is late and I am staying up all night to go on a f- red-eye flight base or early morning flight. So it's nice to get this recording out of the way so I don't have to do it on vacation. <laughs> yeah, normally we this comes out, you know, the episode comes out on Sunday. We watch maybe Sunday or Monday and do a rewatch. This one we're going fresh and yeah, <laughs> it, the, buckle up, motherfucker, because it's gonna, it's, it is a. Fr- I know I did do a rewatch, but the rewatch made me angrier. So just yeah. full disclosure on that. <laughs> I haven't I, had a few days to think over and and let some tempers cool. I'm like I'm, I'm fresh and doubled up, fresh and pissed, fresh and yeah. pissed as a daisy. Yeah, you know, today, daisies get real pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Today I woke up and I went to the studio. I had some recordings to take care of, and I watched this. I set up all the equipment for the first recording. I had 20 minutes, so I sat down and watched it, and then just like made notes and ruminated during and after the first recording. And I'm like, this is like, this is like crunch time. <laughs> I'm typing yeah. this so fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. All right, but we're gonna get into it. Listener mail time. It's uh. We're gonna start off with okay. Watch from Mercury at Gmail dot com. I know I say it a lot, but I've been telling every podcaster I work with, you got to do the call to action at the, up top. Yeah. So people know what to do. Watch from Mercury at Gmail dot com and subscribe and review, rate, follow us. Go to a, go to shows we're on. Um, sing show tunes at Alex. Whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Even from shows I hate, I'll still kind of enjoy it. <laughs> want to sing some? You're chess gonna be at popular. Me? popular i know about popular oh my god okay uh don't (laughs) don't ever do that you couldn't have known that you were gonna set me up for that but it had to happen (laughs) okay we've been we're six minutes into fumbling around the intro so let's get to it all right so first up we have an email from kylan subject line a fond, a fond farewell to witches. Here I sit, about to watch the episode, and find it hard to do so. I think I will stick with the thought that given 12 more episodes for a proper second and third act separation, this show would be at least a 9 out of 10 gold. But I guess 8 out of 10 is pretty damn good as well. I hope the two of you can eventually go over Iron-Blooded Orphans, perhaps in a faster, condensed way. Maybe two episodes a week, depending on how you you felt your season one Jujutsu Kaisen episode went in recording, so you don't have to spend too long on it. But I'll definitely keep an eye out to see what anime you cover in the future. Thank you. Thanks for many months of enjoyments, enjoyment and a different type of analysis than I was expecting. What does that mean? What does that mean, huh? Does that mean smarter than your average anime podcast, or does that mean we really won't shut the fuck up about how we want to burn down the capitalist (laughs) system, or does it mean we're just angrier about the show than we really should be? I was thinking, I was like, I listen, you sent this email in uh, one hour ago, and since I saw it one hour ago, I have been thinking about it the whole time. Like, a <laughs> oh, different you... type of analysis. I'm like on the train. I'm like playing games on my phone. I'm like a different type of analysis. And I guess I was like, well, we haven't really, we don't really research that much. We just watch the show and go with vibes. So maybe that's what's different. I don't I th- know. I, I'm going to choose to to take it as a different type of analysis. Just like it's not just beat by beat and it's not just cool robots. It's like we really, really delved into 
like stuff from like a cinematic perspective and all the political <laughs> stuff. And I'm telling myself that so I don't feel bad that it's backhanded. I don't yeah. think it's backhanded. <laughs> I don't I'm think just, it's backhanded. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. But you, you know, it. I I think it's meant in a nice way. If so we're I'll, if if this podcast, if we are personality hires for you, I will take it. I will totally mm-hmm. take it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So uh, thanks for many months of enjoyment and a different type of analysis than I was expecting. And may your podcast be a thousand episodes. And then in parentheses, before you grow burned out, at least, please, guys, remember to take a break if you need it. Better to not get an episode for a few weeks so you can recharge. We, to be fair, we, we were tired in the last episode. We really were just kind of having fun with the idea that we were burnt out. We were pretty much fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty much fine. You do so much more work than I do. I can't speak for you but it was just like we watched so much jujutsu kaisen and it was kind of a, the watch through was the was the hardest part the talking about it was really fun and it was fun watching the series too but it's like oh uh, don't have a whole lot of time to finish this entire season of television yeah that that's the that's the hard part is like the do like balancing this project maintaining the quality we've been consistent with while doing other life stuff and other projects yeah like the, you know the catch-up seasons are the hardest because like i watched chainsaw man as it was coming out so the rewatch was a breeze i had to cram jujutsu kaisen in like a week yep and I did that i'm <laughs> i'm not a person that binges while things are in the background i i have to absorb everything mm-hmm. so i had to devote a lot of time to 25 episodes so i would get it you know um, yeah, that was what what sort of just took it out, out of me. But and that being said, like Iron Blood Orphans, I think you would really like it. I think it's a much the tone is a lot more serious and okay. uh, it's very cool. Um, but who knows? Maybe if we maybe if we end up with another um, like gap between shows we're reviewing, we'll we'll touch on it. Uh, I do. I do like this. Uh, uh, like. Uh, review iron blooded orphans perhaps in a fa- faster condensed way maybe two episodes a week and i'd be like uh i would blow my brains out <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i could i mean I, I could see us doing like um a season one season two of our iron blooded orphans but it would probably yeah. come out over a big stretch of time because um we got a lot going on we got a lot going on we do I'm like, I'm like just thinking about my schedule every day, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> and I'm trying to find love in New York City. It ain't easy. And I'm trying to plan a wedding. I'm trying to run a small business and go to regular job. Ugh, so oh. much. <laughs> oh yeah, and also be funny and be present on top of all those things. Yeah, be funny enough that people want to book you on things. Whatever. I'm trying okay. to learn how to fight people. It's it's a lot of <laughs> we're doing a lot of things. <laughs> okay, so. Next up, we have our email from our friend Fergal. Um, so long, Cucks. Would recommend reading pre-episode if you have the time. Yeah. So basically, Fergal, uh, he's, he didn't have time to send a post-episode review um, because he was busy at work all day. So he sent in a pre-episode review with some of his thoughts that he was going to send in last week when he missed. Uh, but he did send in a post-episode review. Um not not like a full review, but he sent in a his a, a, a video, short film, a video he made on his Twitter. Yeah, it's a minute and twenty two seconds, and it's um at f e a r g h a l underscore y o u e l l. 
and I, I recommend you guys go check it out because it's, it's it's his reaction to the G Witch finale. <laughs> he throws a whole he throws a whole strike Gundam in the trash can and then goes sits in a field with his head in. <laughs> so I, yeah. I do like it. Uh, yeah, it, had, very it funny. had like an it had like an arc to it, a whole story yeah. arc. Also, did you think his accent was going to be thicker? I imagined a much more of an Irish brogue. Yeah, I totally did. Kid. I totally did. I, I will say the Irish people you meet in New York City that are actually like Irish and not American Irish do have that typically. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. Men of the world we are like, why don't yeah. he talk like I think he gonna talk? <laughs> <laughs> Top of the morning to you, Fergal. <laughs> all right. So um And yes, I do want your lucky charms. <laughs> so we're gonna touch on some some of the sections he wrote here he broke it up so thank you for that the space laser light cloning the laser is something i'm not personally mad at because it's a gundam staple but because it's questionable writing for the series on its own during one of the scenes with the space assembly league in earlier episodes they should have cut to them saying we need to use the secret project on quiet zero boom easy foreshadowing but the real problem was that the laser with the laser was that it appears to be a cop-out f- from a proper resolution to the fight between the Mercury family. Ari didn't need to pick between her mother and her sister because she just had to block a laser. Yep. Agree. And the, the space laser, listen, when I, when I come to Gu- Gundam, number one, I want Mecha. Number two, I want the colony drop. Number three, the space laser. All right, it's a classic. I love it. I'm all about it. When they debuted the space laser, part of me was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I Here's the thing, though. I was a little disappointed that Quiet Zero was just a big laser. But when you explain that, like, it's a Gundam thing, I was like, all right, I'll go with it. Problem was, then we just got, but what if laser, but bigger? And <laughs> and and you're totally right, Fergal. Like, the, it, was a, it was a contrivance to let to, to get the bigger conflict of Soleta versus Prospera for it to just not matter anymore. Yeah, it's it's it, it's Soleta and Airy dueling on a train track and then being like, oh my God, there's a train coming and then having that resolve it. You know, it's... Yeah. It's not... It is kind of... It is clunky writing and you're right, some foreshadowing would have been excellent with this. You know, it would have been it would have even like been better if like one of the characters hap- like if Elon five, right, that happened to hear about the lasers construction and brought that information to the Earth House or the yeah. Benerit group and like sold the information, be like, I got a secret, they're doing something, you're gonna want to know about this. Like, and then we have some like like I don't know. But it, it's I'm, hard to I... be I still don't think they should have done it at all because it's just quiet zero, but bigger, basically. So for them to even set it up, it's like, okay, well, they're already playing that game with quiet zero. Like, what is quiet zero? What is it? What is this thing that makes the atmosphere shake? It's like, so we would just be doing two of those setups at the same time, and it would cheapen both of them like it did here. Okay. And I also, wish they just didn't do it at all, but if they had to do it, yes, they should have done it much more subtly than, look up in the sky, it's a bigger, angrier laser. And it still why, has a refractory period, so we can do other stuff. Why wouldn't they shoot Quiet Zero with the big fucking laser before they send a fleet full of people 
I don't know. Maybe they want to keep it like, let's investigate. But like they lost so many people died in that first wave. They should have just shot the fucking laser right away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, it's not like they really care about human life. Their whole thing is we're going to take over this no matter what the cost. So why now are they just like, well, let's just send some some ensigns in, basically. Yeah. Well, it happened. Whatever. Okay. It sure did happen. <laughs> if, say what you will about this ending. It happened. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next up, the Jet Turk Joust. Hard disagree on the idea that Ghoul should have died. I was on the verge of being really angry at the show because you do not give a man an arc about learning what what struggles the bottom tier of society goes through only to kill him off in a fight with his whiny brother. I understand how you could perceive Felsi saving him as comedic, but I didn't feel that way at all. It generally felt like a cathartic rescue scene. My one issue is the fire extinguisher should have already been established, like if Felsi used it to put out fires after Noria's attack. That would have been good. Also, it's kind of annoying that ghouls all, oh, woe is my sin of killing my father when that whole when the whole thing was an accident. Though I guess he did get in that enemy mobile suit. Uh, I don't know. I'm still for ghoul dying. I think I think you're right about him having the redemption arc. Ending with him dying would kind of suck. But yeah, I just did it have to become bombs. Did it have to? Yeah, that become bombs? I mean. It- <laughs> And, and like, like I don't think it was meant to be a joke, but it is silly. So, like, it's not supposed to be comedic. It is by virtue of the fact that it's dumb. But I, in hindsight, the Lauda Guell stuff went nowhere. Yeah. Nowhere. That whole plot line just stopped. You know what it felt like? It felt like they debuted the Schwarzette design. They did debuted the... Um the high grade kit and they were like all right we got to squeeze this into the story somehow so people will buy the kit <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i'm gonna this buy it but also like they should transformers like, logic right there yeah it it would it, it could have been better put it could have been put to better use even if even if we didn't get the calabarn and instead we got the schwartz i would still be super down i'd be like Hell yeah, that's a dope final mobile suit. But like, yeah. like if ooh, like if the Calibarn, like if it all, you know, the big sword, if the big sword turned into a broom because it like already comes apart, you know, awesome, boom, two and one, broom mode, that being said, sword mode, I, everything you need. That being said, I will be buying the Calibarn kit and I will be painting all of its shiny bits with some glittery rainbow nail polish because I love the. <laughs> the glitter <laughs> the mm-hmm. rainbow scheme slay girl slay girl all right we got i'm gonna read a couple more sections out of this one and then we're gonna move on to the next email um fun dub idea i never i never mentioned that before the english dub released i thought it would be fun if the show got dubbed in the uk like the xenoblade series and everyone got accents like me arena being posh english choo-choo sounding like a working class scott and Saletta, as a redhead from the space equivalent of an island, having an Irish accent. And fuck no... you, spacian turd. <laughs> you fucking spacian turd. And fucking no... kill you. And no, there's no bias there because I never developed the accent, as we found out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and here's the main chunk. I'm going to blast through this real quick. Final episode, Hopes and the Future of the Universe. I intended to write this last week, but missed the chance. Now, rather than being speculative, I hope it offers some funny cases of me being right or wrong in my prediction. So at the time of writing, he has not seen the finale, okay? Okay. 
uh, I continue to be a true believer in there being more after this. I think it's fair to assume the show has faced changes in its plans, unusually late during production, resulting in things like the original aerial model kit having optional red eyes that never showed up in the show. Oh. Th- yeah, it did. This, this supports the huh. idea that they got less episodes than they wanted, and that's why... Season two was much more fast paced than season one. However, I can't help but notice that they're concluding things in a very open ended manner, most notably with very few casualties, including Prospera. It gives me the impression that the team didn't know whether or not they'd get more than 25 episodes. So they're ending this season with the, st- with the story of the Mercury family wrapping up to serve as a satisfactory ending, but leaving things like the social state of the world unfixed and characters like Prospera, Prospera and Shattuck still alive so they can be a nuisance in the future. Maybe not in another season of Witch for Mercury, since Saleta's story is seemingly done, but in a Zeta-style sequel series with a new protagonist. Saleta losing her protagonist status might also benefit her, because then she can't, can just show up for a few episodes to be a happily married school teacher or something, rather than, a stagnating character, rather than stagnating character-wise for brand recognition. I this is kind of the camp I found myself in today. I agree with this. This is a good prediction. Is the show this like the Witch from Mercury st- like series is the story is over. The story of Saleta is over. Mm-hmm. But the way the other elements are set up, it is ripe for a sequel series in this universe. There, yeah, yeah. There there's so much to play with. And so, like, it, it does feel like some writer's room, like, are we going to get more or not? And they're like, you know what? Let's just tie it up. If we get more, we'll put something else on top of it. Yeah, like, this is the, what, Ad Stella yeah. uh, un- timeline. I could see this being its, you know, it probably, I doubt it would get as much as the UC, but, like, I could see more stuff happening in this world. You know what I want? I want the sequel series to be all Dawn of Fold. I want Alcott and okay. Naji, and I want to see their backstories and fighting on Earth and stuff. Yeah, and I want them to be gay, and I want them to kiss. <laughs> so finally, someone will. <laughs> God damn it, Bandai! You fucking kiss cowards! <laughs> you cowards! Absolute Craven cowards. cowards you are! But if is if this is well, we didn't truly- even see the wedding. We didn't even see the fucking wedding. <laughs> But if this is well and truly the end, then here's the best and worst case scenarios for what they do at their limited time. Worst case scenario, the episode is spent on them fighting the giant space laser. In the end, the, in, the, in the climax, the Calabarn is crim- critically wrecked and Sleta ejects, and she and Mirina embrace in space, F-91 style, which is the most romantic payoff we get. I'm not a fan of the final boss being, being two factions with, like, 10 minutes of combined screen time and barely any connection to the Mercury slash Rembrandt story. Best case scenario, the SAL and PL are waved away, are hand waved away with their plan failed. Everyone went bankrupt statement, which would be abrupt, but this was so their involvement in the, but so was their involvement in the finale. The actual final conflict is then about resolving everything between the Mercury's and the Rembrandt's because that's who the story has always been about. I don't there. Don't think there even has to be a mobile suit fight because Calabarn versus Ariel felt climactic enough, but there has but if there has to be, then maybe Delling can duel Soletta or Miarina for the right to marry and or inherit the Benerit group or duel Prospera to settle the grudge. Because you know what would really help this series? Taking out the cool robot fights. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just have it be the plot nonsense and none of the cool robot shit. 
Then after that's done, we can see the wedding. Overall, I'm much more interested in the wedding than another fight. This has been a plot point since episode one, and while it doesn't necessarily have to conclude that way for a satisfying story, it would be a great for representation. It would make this show even easier to recommend to people because there's a lot there's a lot looking for that kind of representation in anime. And at very least, an on-screen kiss would be a great way to get people to watch a show with just an image. You fucking wish, Fergo. <laughs> we all do. The, 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 as, we, as we've established, there is always behind us on this podcast a stadium full of 10,000 people who, when we're not recording, are chanting kiss, kiss, kiss. They, yes. They're very quiet when we hit record. Uh, th- th- it, they're angry, everybody. They're angry. They're, they're not yelling kiss anymore. They're yelling some stuff, but it's not. Kiss. Yeah, they've Dude, given it's... up that hope. And Fergal is right, is that there are people looking for like shonen style type anime with like not just straight hetero characters, basically, yeah. or even just shonen with like female leads. And I know there's like a, there's a different word for that. I don't know. I'm not a weeb. All right. Get at me. Watch from Mercury at gmail.com. But I get pussy. You don't leave me with I'm that fu- nonsense. I'm fucking married, dude. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. And then uh, thank you for indulging in all my ramblings. Have a great day and may your shield be a thousand guns. I'm not being poetic. I just haven't watched the episode, so I don't have an episode specific variation. All right. Thanks as always, Fergal. Great stuff. I agree with a lot of what you said. I think we'll get, I, best case scenario, we get more of this timeline in the future and flesh out some of the other characters and other happenings in this world. That's, that's what I want. Um, all right, next up, we have an email from Sean, uh, in all caps, what the cuck? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously though, what a stunning episode. Pity there was no massive battle, but it's not like they could have shoehorned it all into one episode. As far as endings go, I'm happy enough with it. I suppose the only real question left is what's the future and <laughs> the only question left is what what is sorry, the the wording here is weird. I suppose the only real question left is what's the future for in store for Fergal? <laughs> mm. A podcast of his own maybe? A full series of episodic reviews and not even one piece of real genuine beef? What gives? Anywho, peace out, turkeys. Sean. See you in season two slash OVA slash beach episode. Hi. <laughs> Gotta read him back to back, but yeah. Um, I think Fergal... You got you got to do it, bet. You got to do it, bud. You got to you got to pull the trigger. You got to you got to start the podcast. <laughs> you got to do the video essay. Um, thanks, Sean, for writing in. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, we'll see you in season two slash OVA slash whatever beach yeah. episode they put out. <laughs> season two of Jujutsu Kaisen. Exactly. Welcome to Watch for Mercury. It's just <laughs> regular anime now. Okay, well, and now I know it's been so long. You guys have been patient. Uh, let's get to the episode vibes how'd you feel i don't want to have this question in my mind but i do was this ever a good show or is it a bad show that's really well drawn because <laughs> this was unbelievably disappointing it felt like they tried to cram a finale movie into 20 minutes none of it was satisfying none of it had stakes they forced stakes out that they'd been building up the whole time they didn't kill anybody and not that I'm yearning for blood, but it just speaks to the stakes problem. And we didn't see a wedding or a kiss 
or anything. I was so disappointed. Hated every second of this episode. Except <laughs> when she sees Aerie for the first time in the data storm. I'm not made of stone. <laughs> I didn't hate this. I wish there were some diff- some things that went a little bit better. I really like... I think this series has been a really great journey. And I think watching week by week and giving it time to breathe and, and, and like analyze it might be to its benefit. I think if I binged this series in like a week, like we did Jujutsu Kaisen season one, I'd walk away and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and I think it, it's double-edged because the other problem here is we watched and we got our fan theory brains going right. and we accidentally wrote a better show. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Saleta being a clone sucks. It sucks. Yeah, Saleta being a clone sucks and like there were there's like a lot of pieces missing and a lot of a lot of unanswered plot threads, right? Like we got the the whole like we had like two episodes about Gund Arm Inc. We sure did. And all we got was like one character who didn't who almost died got prosthetic legs. That character yeah. should have died. Somebody should have. And Somebody should have died. It, uh, I was kind of right about Aerie that she she didn't get a prosthetic body, but she's in the keychain now. So like yeah. cool. She I, I am a firm believer Aerie should have because Aerie is already dead. Let's be honest. This is yeah. a bio bio spec thing downloaded into an AI essentially. I think that Aerie should have, everyone should have had to process Aerie has been dead the whole time. Because when she says to her friends, I couldn't lose you, and if I lose Aerie, you already killed your daughter. You have now yeah. just been, you now you can just deny it forever. Yeah, this, someone, the lack of a death this episode was really jarring. We could have used one last episode. We could have used Prospera, one this episode. somebody. Just fucking killer dude like we're it's sent her not to jail hard. she got off scot-free scot-free fucking Who? shattuck shattuck oh took God. the fall for reasons i don't understand and i think one thing that is a detail that we just have not touched on is mirina's relationship with her father he is yes. awake now give us something like Give us a moment where he's proud of her. But he is just after the first like after the first half of the series or even like the first five episodes, he is such plot furniture that it's like it kind of it just makes me mad. Like and if there is a second series, if they are like we're doing another ad Stella series about these people or we're continuing it. Anything to append to what we saw will make me feel better later. But right now I'm like, come on. <laughs> and we never got a showdown or anything with him and Prospera. Yeah. What the fuck was the point of that prologue? In yes. hindsight, all it did was set up shit they were never going to follow through on. We never saw her friends again, or they never mattered except for Belmeria and except for when they show up at the end in ghosty mm-hmm. kind of form Aerie died right away uh, the the Delling thing went nowhere why did we do this 
not the podcast. I'm glad we're doing this. Why? <laughs> if I was the writer of Mitra Mercury, why did we set up all that shit? And it's, it's what and not Eric, do anything with it. It's what Soleta said to Prospera at the end when she goes, "I'm really proud of you, Mom. You chose to help. You chose to try to build a future instead of focusing on revenge." And what Soleta was actually saying was, "I'm really proud of you, Mom." You were promised 50 episodes and you jammed it all into 24. <laughs> Basically. And it doesn't help that like, I'm like, wait, did she choose that? She sort of, she had a gun to her head and she kind of said, all right, I give. Like, is that really choosing a better future over yeah. revenge? We are full ranting. I'd like, we could do an hour of ranting about this. It's just and like, we will. And we will. <laughs> and when she sees air, okay. And we'll cover this later too. And we'll, yeah, we, we'll go beat by beat, but we go, we have, Sometimes it's, it's about like, the feelings. So okay, for me, I'm like, I don't know if the beat by beat is totally necessary because we all watched it and we all have such high feelings about it. But we should pros- well, we should we should go through it because okay, we really okay. we if we're just angry, it's just out of context and it'll be this it'll get repetitive. I think we should. Mm, but what's okay. finish your thought? I can tell okay. you've got like emotional so, blue balls right now. Like when when uh, Prospera sees Ari in the data storm, right? There's a very emotional moment. Yes. But there's not like repentance. There's not like a a reflection. There's nothing. So when we see Prospera in the end in the wheelchair, I'm like, so you are, you guys are just pushing Hitler around just because mm-hmm. she can't move. So mm-hmm. she can't move. So she's all cool now because she never apologized or was like, Oh my God! I realized errors errors of my ways. It was more like I'm sorry for hurting you, Ari. Oh yeah, Anseletta too. That was it. Basically, <laughs> she basically had to confront her dead friends and was like, "But I didn't win." It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And I'm as someone who's against the carceral state, fucking throw this lady in jail. Yeah. Like so. Episode 24, may all blessings find their way to you. I'm wishing wishing it. <laughs> Which is called that because I don't know. I was really hoping it would just be called the final episode so that way the title would fit nicely on Spotify. <laughs> I mean, that's what they built it as in the last week. It was called the final episode and then they got a title this week. Yeah, I don't know. And, which they... doesn't make any sense and is too long and a terrible title. I was thinking about how um, the angry video game nerd is like a such a trope in like media and like content creation. And I'm like, how it's overdone. And I was like, man, today we're going to be angry anime nerds. I'm not going to, I'm going to be like, we're just doing the thing. We're people who are upset about a franchise, which is crazy because it's all, f- it's cartoons. But it is cartoons. And I am playing up how angry I am. I'm actually in a pretty great mood. My life is all right right now. So I was, but it's funnier if I act like I'm more angry than I am because I, of cartoons. I, I, think, get, I can get worked up on. I did hate it, it but I'm not like bubble. it's not ruining my life. Like, yeah. It's not. We're going to we're going to finish this whole thing. And my wife is going to come home and I'm going to be the same person I always am. But mm-hmm. I think for this episode, instead of being angry, anime nerd, I'm going to be sad anime nerd just kidding. okay <laughs> no. i'm gonna be, well, i'll be angry on on your behalf you can be sad we'll be like good cop bad cop but it's good cop sad cop. so we start off at quiet zero <laughs> and uh <laughs> there's no consequences for anything there's no consequences there's no self-reflection removing hindsight stakes by tremendous amounts the prologue was gar and i'm sounding like crying jordan peterson right now Soleta <laughs> is the archetype that's failed by the narrative itself 
You see, you see how the, the media is failing our men by making a Gundam series about women? <laughs> when you do him, he sounds like he took a hit of helium, but it works. He should. I think you should, when when you t- when you do impressions of Manosphere guys, you should always mm. make them sound hilarious and as much like Kermit the Frog as you can. Yes. Okay. Quiet Zero. We start off, we see Ariel's body floating in space. The Space Assembly League readies their next laser attack, but the beam needs time to recharge, so they're sending mobile suits instead. And all the big baddies need time to recharge, baby. Cause that's it's not, how as, it, it's not that's as young it. as it used to be. It needs yeah. a break. Quiet Zero, big laser. Oh, you can only use them once, and then the plot can take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what's that, a bigger laser, but it also needs a snooze? Oh, it's yeah. all tuckered out. Same thing again. We also never found out why Quiet Zero shut off for a minute in the first place. Remember that? I think it was Elon 5. I think that's... Or Elon 4 in the data storm. Okay. We'll get to that. Or maybe the people... I don't know. Okay. Anyway, uh, the the beam needs time to recharge. They send mobile suits instead. Soleta flies over to Ariel, and Ari is unresponsive. Felsi, Ghoul, and Lauda come over uh, to help, and Soleta passes out from the permit pain. And it's uh, it is wild to see a Gundam look like it's suffocating. Like, ugh. yeah, yeah. Um, very cool though. Then the theme song plays, and then we're on a spaceship, um, which is presumably the space spaceship that all the Earth House students and people were hanging out on. Um, we see Ariel's wreckage, uh, slouching in a hangar. St- uh, stall. Um, the Earth House students are standing over Soleta, who's unconscious. Haro scans her and says, uh, she has, sp- uh, no, it, Haro says, spread of information, thermological entropy confirmed. AKA, serious finale disease. <laughs> the serious finale disease, aka the data storm hurts too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, too much information makes you hurt. I say, too much TikTok. Um, and then Soleta wakes up, and she immediately asks about Aerie. Uh, she tries to get up off the table. Everyone's like, Soleta, no. And she's like, I got to do it. Um, and then Roji tells everyone that the blast was from the laser transmission system, and it will probably need a while to charge. How convenient of a guess. Um, also, uh, one thing that always drives me crazy, I know it's sci-fi, and people have been complaining about this since Star Wars, a laser should hit you instantly. You turn it on, it yeah. moves the speed of light. There, I think, how, like, um, light years from Earth to Moon. Okay, uh, light seconds, let's do that. 1.3 light seconds, okay, from Earth to Moon. So if you're presumably shooting from one Lagrange point to another, you have about two seconds maybe yeah. maybe two seconds this is frieza fight logic that five minutes lasted like 20 episodes yeah yep um anyway lasers recharging how convenient <clears throat> aboard quiet zero elon five has a gun to prospera's head and he's like blah 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 and she's like blah 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 and then prospera's henchmen come in and they capture everybody um Mirina goes, Nika, choo choo. And then Martin goes, I'm here too, which I think is, I laughed at. Cause I'm like, they, they like, the Earth House students are, some of them are so neglected in their personalities. And they were like, 
we got to do something with this Martin guy. He is like, we drew him in the background and now we have to develop a personality and we all know we don't want him here. <laughs> and he's the head of the house and they gave him that head injury and that was something. Yeah, but... we he's he's the earth house furniture. Actually, Till, Till is the earth house furniture. Yeah, there's a there's a few for have plot chairs in that <laughs> house. Let's be honest. I, they, a, whole... a lot of them don't actually aren't actually really people. They just say stuff. Yeah, it's um when your personality is I make soup. That's yeah. not really a personality. There's a whole plot dining there's a whole plot dining room set in the Earth House. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes there are. It's like Beauty and the Beast. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, uh they they come in at gunpoint and Avery tells Mirina he's like it's over. You know what to do and she looks at him knowingly. We don't know what that is. Aboard the spaceship uh where the 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 good guy spaceship. Um Gustin calls the Space Assembly League HQ and says that any further attacks are in violation of law. And HQ says the guy whose name we don't know or I don't know or I missed somewhere. The guy with the thick, the thick neck and the laser cannon. <laughs> well, I think his name from now on is we're going to call him Thick Neck Laser Cannon. OK, so Thick Neck Laser Cannon says <laughs> after violating the principles of peace between the fronts, the Benaret group has no leg to stand on. As defenders of the fronts, the Space Assembly League is acting with cause. Soleta comes out of the uh, cut to the hangar aboard uh, Good Guy's spaceship. Soleta stumbles out of Air, uh, Ariel, and Ari is still unresponsive. And they're like, oh, Ariel's drive system is fucked, which I guess means it won't turn on. Uh, Nuno and Ojello are like, we're going to work to fix it. We're not Nika, but we can do a pretty good job. Uh, and they do that. And then so, before Soleta can say thank you or acknowledge their existence, uh, she drops her charm, which floats through the air. And then Lauda Neil catches it. And he says, I haven't forgiven you people, but if you don't come home with my brother, I'll forgive that even less. My plot point is over, and it didn't really go anywhere. And I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm pissed. Know this. I'm mad. <laughs> I'm so mad dumb. for reasons. I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Who let you float around? <laughs> yeah. Um, Shouldn't you be visiting your girlfriend in the hospital as crush syndrome right now? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, uh, ugh. Okay. Anyway. Soleta and Ghoul launch into space. Um, she's in the Calabarn. He's in the Delanza. These Space Assembly League mobile suits tell them to go back to Quiet Zero and focus on his duties. Uh, and they don't shoot. The Space Assembly League has no orders to engage them. And they basically just say the reason for this is they don't want to get caught in the next laser blast. So they send out all these mobile suits to apprehend Quiet Zero. When they see that... Ghoul and Soleta are headed there. They're like, all right, let them handle it. We're going to fuck off. So, whatever. Um, aboard Quiet Zero, everybody is tied up by the henchmen. Belmeria is explaining the space laser to me, Arena. Do we need to do this so many fucking times? Like, mm -mm. Mm -mm. it's it's insane. Um, Prosperous henchman demands they hand over Ariel at gunpoint. Mirina says, I told you, Soleta cares about you a lot. She'll come without being told. And then, speak of the devil, Soleta shows up carrying Ariel's wreckage and descends into Quiet Zero. Soleta is glad that everybody is safe. Um, it's also funny, in my mind, for Soleta to enter the scene 
and see people she care about cares about holding other people she cares about at gunpoint and just being like, oh, thank God everybody's here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and in this show's defense, the stuff like the shot of her carrying Ariel looks amazing. So fucking cool. So all the suit stuff and the action, <laughs> not the problem here. Yeah, all like as someone who just loves giant robots, the giant roboting in this episode was ten out of ten. It sure was. It sure was. Um. Okay. So where where was this? Um. Prospera thanks Soleta for bringing Ariel back. She's like connect Ariel to Quiet Zero, and then Soleta says no for the first time. Uh, Prospera says, "Listen to me, Soleta. Your mom's body will be paralyzed soon." Uh, and I say, "Surprised Pikachu," but also it's too late for this shit. Um, yes. <laughs> We're all getting too old for this shit. Did did they hint that that this was in any way a possibility? Nope. I didn't think so because like I we know permit rising is bad for you, but I don't think we've ever heard of any kind of like oh it paralyzes your body permanently or anything like that. Just like it either hurts and you get out of it, or it hurts and then you die. Like we've never had any kind of like it wounds you for good. Yeah, and there's also the um the whole the reason why they developed the gun technology is they're like space is really hard on you yeah so like maybe it's something relating to that i i don't know but it would have been better if we had seen like some if we had once again show don't tell and certainly don't tell us in the last episode <laughs> there are certain types of reveals you can do in the last episode but they have to make sense you know, yes. and uh, this one could have done better. Um, show like, let's see Prospera massaging her arm or like trying to wake up her hand or something like that. Yeah. Like, give us a little sum before this. Um, show her legs glowing weird or something. They're already doing the, the mark on her head like something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. give, give Man, us she... a little something, something here. She came into this show disabled and she left more disabled. That sucks for her. Yeah. Um, and then Prospera says, I managed to put on a good act, um, but my legs have been useless for a while. Show don't tell. Uh, Belmeria calls it data storm infection. Uh, Prospera says, still, I don't care about that. Aerie will gain a world woven by Gund and her freedom as well. Blah, 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 blah. The same shit. Prospera, if you care about Aerie, you can move forward too, right? Saleta says, you're wrong, Mom. I don't want to lose you. I'm sure Eric doesn't want to lose you either. And then Saleta gets back in the Calabarn, activates her permit, and sort of turns on Quiet Zero. Uh, well, she sort of turns on Quiet Zero. She doesn't connect to it, but like, you know. Um, and then when it turns on, um, Elon 4 is there as a ghost. Why? I mean, they say why, but why I gotta I gotta stand up at my standing desk real quick oh okay but yeah it's like he's there and he's like of all people in the data storm did not expect him to be the first person in quiet zero and here's my question if he's a force ghost why does he have the Elon face shouldn't it go back to his original face or guess not I you are correct what what? 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 Why? Yeah, it should have been his original face, and she should have been like, who are you? And he should have been like, you know me as Elon. <gasps> Remember you know? the, the one that didn't try to pin you to a wall like Andrew Tate? <laughs> Good Elon. Yes. Um, 
my note says shut the fuck up when he appears uh <laughs> Soletta goes, how? And then Elon goes, the organi- the organoid archive of the advanced humans is integrated here. And once again, shut the fuck up. Stop it. Um, that, that made no sense. And the more people show up, the more I'm like, how are they all in here? What? What? Yeah. Soletta apologizes. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And he is like, no, no, no. I don't regret dueling you. On the contrary, I'm sorry I couldn't meet you as promised. Which makes Sleda happy. It's kind of a cute moment. Sure. But then he puts his hand out and says, let's begin. And she touches it with the Calabarn's finger. And this is where I guessed that he was the one who weakened the data storm. We also don't know for sure, but who knows? Um, Soletta flies out of Quiet Zero and turns Ariel on. Um, Ariel's gun bits fly around the Calabarn. And the children say, you're so silly, Soletta. You can choose for yourself. You have a place where you belong, and yet this is what you want? I honestly thought Soletta was about to kill herself. <laughs> I, th- I was like, is she going to blow herself up and that ends all of it? Is that what this is? <laughs> That'd be wild. It would be all wild. All right, everybody, wake up. It's time for you to kill me. <laughs> because I, th- I think a lot of the drama of this episode, and this is my overarching thing, like they'll do more with this later, but just so I can set it up now. They keep at least they kept making me think Soletta was about to die, but not because there was a big high stakes battle. Oh shit. What's going to happen? How is she going to get out of this? But because they kept having her be in situations where it wasn't clear what was happening, but yeah. they looked like they could end badly. Yeah. So I was like, is she about to blow herself up? Is she about to burn out? And all this sorts of stuff where it's just like, you're, you're playing with my emotions in a way through confusion. Which is not good. And you're like, I don't, I don't know if you guys know this, but I don't want her to die. I want her to kiss somebody. <laughs> yeah. At this point, I don't care who. I don't care who. <laughs> yeah. it go. It goes for the the heter- the hetero kiss. She kisses Ghoul at the end. <laughs> Fucking give me something. All right. Anyway, uh, Sleta goes. I'm a greedy person. There's so much I want to do with you, with mom, and all of you. And Aerie says, okay. And then the gun bits fuse to the Calabarn and the all the permit turns a rainbow, which is a perfect Pride Month closure data storm. <laughs> it's a great shot. And it's fucking it's sick. It's really, really sick. It's but like so again, I was cool. like, are they gonna blow her up with that? What what is this? But like it looks awesome. Yeah, it's um I love this. It's badass. It's cool. It's Gundam Unicorn. And it's I'm I'm here for it. There's a reason everyone loves Unicorn is because you get magic, colorful, psychic, magic suit. Whatever. It's badass. Somehow through this process, um, well, the data storm spreads everywhere in like a big ring. It's all rainbow colored. Soleta is able to communicate with it over like huge distances. And she warns me, Arena, that Quiet Zero is being targeted again by the laser. And she tells everyone to flee. But then the henchman is like, don't move. And then Mirina gets up and puts her head to his gun. And uh, it's badass. I love I love I'm a sucker for this trope every single time. Like, yeah. fucking shoot me. Do it. I was I was hoping it was going to be a cooler line from her. But she goes, we just need to rid the league of their motives. Right. It is a bad quip, which is like, give me something like give me something like, listen, I die here, or we all die here. Give me oh, some wh- shit like that. <laughs> or like, what's that? You want to shoot the president? 
Yeah. Something cool. Yeah, give give me something that's going to get you out of the situation and be badass that isn't just like what? <laughs> yeah, don't 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 quip with exposition. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Mirina gets on the phone and she tells everyone supposedly in the earth sphere that the Benaret group has submitted its papers of dissolution and liquidation. And we see <laughs> this because the, they stopped the laser with admin. Yeah, they were like, we have it's, to get rid of the company. <laughs> it's one weakness, paperwork. They will surely never put a bullet in my head if I sell all of the stocks right now. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, uh, so everyone around the world is watching this. We get lots of varying shots of people seeing it. And uh, the speech is, as was the case with Grassley, all of the group's assets will be sold to or merged with Earthian corporations per mutual agreement. In addition, we've received evidence that the League's High Council colluded with the Grassley defense systems and was complicit in the recent attacks. The evidence was received along with Shattuck Zanelli's written confession, and we promised to make that public. So everyone around the Earth sphere hears this. Um, we see Shattuck in his cell and he somehow is hearing this. I'm assuming there's no TV in fucking prison, but he goes, as always, I could never compete with you. Alia lacta iacta est, um, which means the die, the die is cast. I had to look that up. Okay. I was going to ask what that means. Is that Um, what they say? They say that before duels, right? Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. Okay. Because I was like, what does that mean? Oh, they it's the thing you say to a pilot, basically. So like, I was yeah. okay with that being there. It's wicked pretentious, but like, whatever. So sure. Yeah, but it's also like he's sitting in his prison cell. Like, why are they giving him a TV? Like, are they like walking and be like, hey, you'll never guess what she said. And he's like sitting alone, monologuing. I don't know. It's funny. Minovsky particles? <laughs> I don't know. Back on Earth, not, we see Naji uh, snapping a flash drive in half. Um as he gets the news with Alcott, um, and I wish we got more of them because they they ruled. What is on um, that drive? I don't know, but we Evidence also that see it wasn't Shattuck, maybe. Who knows? Um, wasn't clear. We see the PL lady, ladies get like super pissed, and Elon actual quits on the spot, and we get four surprise Pikachu's, which is amazing. Uh, yeah. I loved that. Um, and then the, the thick neck, big laser guy is like, we're still going to fire the laser. <laughs> and it charges up. <laughs> How like thick neck, big laser to still fire the laser. Classic. So back on Quiet Zero, um, Soletta remotely activates the other Gundams that are on the ship. And uh, they fly by themselves up to the Calabarn. And they join hands in what you described to me as a Care Bear beam. <laughs> they did the goddamn Care Bear beam. Is that a reference you get? Uh, I know what Care Bears are, but I've never watched it. They they had a, a move where they, I can't remember if they held hands. I, I'm guessing at some point they did. And just shot like beams of love out of their chest and just saved the day. They fucking Care Bared the be- beam in the satellite. Oh, oh I was so mad. <laughs> so I paused it to text you that I was so mad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought it was um it was creative um because it wasn't just we're going to fight until we stop the laser. It was like 
activating permit to a higher level to the point where they could override the laser. That's true. But yeah, the uh, thick neck laser guy surprised Pikachu. Uh, Belmeria says that Soleta exceeded score eight. Um, outside the ship, we see the ghosts of Sophie and Noria floating around um, as they're all fleeing Quiet Zero. Um, yeah, they, they shut down the laser with love. And then everyone flees Quiet Zero. Uh, Prospera is floating on the outside of a ship. And she hears someone call Elnora. And it's her husband's ghost in the permit. And this part choked me up a little bit because I was like, oh, like she sees her husband. Like, who would have thought, you know? Yeah, I was just a little mad that they've just used permit as an excuse to bring back all these people. But again, I'm not made of stone. Yeah. Um, He's like, come home to the children. And then from behind her, Dr. Cardo's ghost is like, it's over. You've made us all proud. And then her friends say, you genocidal maniac, you right. And her friends say, just come home. You've done enough, haven't you? And then Prospera cries and she says she can't because she couldn't forgive herself. Um, And then they're in a hangar in front of Lifrith. And Soleta says, I'm proud of you, mom. For Eric's sake, you chose the future over revenge. Even if everyone objects, if they say that it's wrong, your choice has my support. And then Eri calls out to Prospera and she turns around and her mask comes off. And Ari says, I want to stay with Saletta from now on. With you too, Mom. And then Prospera cries, hugs Ari, and apologizes to both of them. I'm really torn about this whole scene because on the one hand, this is a really, this is an emotional thread. I think they paid off well because it is, I'm pretty sure, the first time she's laid eyes on her daughter for all this time. Like, she's been, like you know, knows that she's consciously in there, but hasn't, like, she can't see the, the force, the permit ghost, like, Soleta can, because mm-hmm. her score doesn't go high enough. So it was really emotional. It was really emotional for her to see her husband. But it's it's tempered by the fact that it reminded me, look at all these characters in the prologue who just didn't need to be there. They did, they, they set all these people up like they were going to ha- matter somehow, but they were just cannon fodder. The doctor, the two mm-hmm. co-workers... The husband, the husband I get because it starts her journey, but the other, th- and then again, it's like, you, you chose to move forward as opposed to do them. Like she just got caught. Yeah. <laughs> she got caught. The lesson here is don't get caught. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one, I, I liked Prospera being sad, but her being her earlier before the airy thing. And she's like, um, I, she couldn't forgive herself. Yeah. I want I want more reflection. When she hugs Ari, I want the I'm so sorry. I'll never I would never hurt you. Like I fucked up something like that, you know. Yeah, cuz she got her killed and then this this is a moment where I do understand why she's still not going to say I I lost all you guys and Ari. She's going to say if I lose Ari because she still doesn't want to let go. But I do think it would have been compelling if in this moment she admitted my daughter is dead. I have yeah. a facsimile of her that's nice, but my daughter is dead. Yeah. I got her ki- and my revenge killed her. I lost more in this process than I could ever gain. Because and to- totally, none of this ended up being supernatural, I'm pretty sure. So this is to- yeah. pretty much proven. It's just a bunch of ones and zeros that look like Aerie. 
But yeah. And it's like additionally on top of that, tonally, this show could totally tackle that. We yeah. watched Soleta squish a person into a blood pancake. A child died in Ghoul's arms, and that was all fine. But mm-hmm. the ending here is just so soft. And why would they say you made us proud? She tried to kill so many people and <sighs> failed. What? What? By what metric are they? That's why I was like, do the permit ghosts just come to you individually and tell you what you want to hear? Or do they have, they can't, they must have sentience, otherwise why would they be in there? But I was like, I don't buy that any of these people wouldn't, would approve or even know what she'd been doing because I I don't know. I don't know. They're, yeah, permit and uh, yes men. That's what they are. Permit yes men. So, let's see. Uh, And then Quiet Zero starts evaporating someone explains the permit is breaking down at a molecular molecular level and the gundams also start to evaporate and it's really cool it's very beautiful to watch um here's my beef you're telling me that everything on quiet zero is made of permit you're telling me there's not a single piece of furniture in there. Yeah, there's not, not just not one guy on a toilet going, whoa, no. <laughs> no porcelain toilet. There's not even yeah. like a wood pencil hanging out somewhere. Yeah, and my my beef with this is it is cool to look at, but it just speaks to the main problem of this episode, which is look how neat and tidy everything is. The Gundams just whoosh into nothing. Gone. Yeah. Like yeah. the stakes. Gone. Yeah, it makes no sense. Everyone got off really soft here. Yeah. Um. So we see Soleta floating in space motionless. Um, her little charm starts beeping and the demi-barding flies up. Mirina floats over to Soleta and tries to wake her up, but Soleta's unresponsive. And we get a really emotional moment where it's totally silent and Mirina's trying to wake Soleta up and freaking out. And we get a um, we get what is supposed to be a kiss. She attempts to kiss through the helmet, and the helmets bump together. I I just read it as she just kind of rested there because she was exhausted. But I didn't. Was that an implied kiss? I I don't know. I'd have to watch it again. But I didn't. I didn't pick that up. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I didn't. I didn't. It didn't register for me. She went mouth forward. She was she like went mouth forward. Yeah. Goddamn kiss cow. Whatever. Whatever, Soleta wakes up, and that's that's it. Uh, three years later, Nika gets out of prison. Earth House is waiting for her. Choo Choo and Roji are working together. Elon Five is hiking around looking for the places in Noria's drawings. Um, Mirina meets up with Shattuck, who took the fall for everything. Mirina is headed to Quinoa Harbor. Um, she has an implant in her head where she communicates with Aerie, who now lives in the keychain. Um, Aerie calls herself Mirina's sister-in-law. So marriage confirmed. Mm-hmm. Petra got new legs, and she's going to be a Gundarm tester. Lauda tells uh, Ghoul that he's going to stay with Petra, and he's going to leave everything to Ghoul. And I relate so hard to this wife guy energy. Love that for <laughs> Lauda. Ghoul meets with Elon Actual, who kept the school open, and he found everybody jobs. I guess they're working together to make a company. Ghoul looks at some documents. And he says, the division of profits seems awfully stingy. And Cecilia says, well, you wanted to rebuild your company, right, President Jeturk? And as the owner of a small business, I feel that. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, 
Miarina gets to Earth and meets with the Grassley girls, uh, and she's working with the Earthians. So they're trying to figure shit out. Uh, they get in a van. Sabina worries that the Benaret group ass- assets will given to Earth will be taken back by Spacians again. She wonder if it's, wonders if it's the right move. And we get a quick shot of the PL ladies wearing regular clothing, looking ugly as hell. <laughs> I've, I don't know if I've been angrier in the last month than seeing what happens to the peel ladies they just ran off and changed their names and dyed their hair what also i i I didn't like the line it's like well it's just gonna be bought up by by space again it might but i'm like don't tease me with a bittersweet nonsense now you've high beamed that this ending is made of candy yeah knock it off don't try to, to 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 give it sadness on the back end yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. It's like you didn't put a clause in there <laughs> to work it out. Yeah. Also, in Shattuck, he's like, why did you take the fall for the things you didn't do? He goes, I decided a while ago. And then he yeah. walks away. What? No explanation. You want to take what? the fall for everything? Are you sure, dude? This is like when like when random people start confessing to serial murders that they didn't commit because they just want the attention and they're, yeah. they, they have delusional disorders. It's like... Did you do, what what could possibly be beneficial? Is it part of his quest to reunite Earth and space if he takes all the fall? I don't think that would get in the way. It just feels like they were again forcing the prosperity happy ending. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. It's I don't know. Clunky. They stopped the Oh wait, Mirina says um they're like, oh, I wonder if this is the right move. And Miranda says, there are as many right moves as there are individuals. We all make mistakes at some point, but we have to keep doing what we can in the future as well. That had big, like, wrap-up theme energy. And I'm like, okay, cool. All right. You didn't play with that <laughs> theme literally ever until right now? Never. Um <laughs> Mirina gets out of the van and she sees Saleta playing with some kids in a field next to Prospera, who's sitting in a wheelchair. Um, they wave to each other and they're clearly we- wearing wedding rings. Uh, they sit next to each other on a hill and kind of snuggle. Saleta mentions that her body has recovered from the sickness. Um, Ari on the keychain says, I don't know what's, what's so great about the countryside. And Mirina says, well, I don't get how you even exist, which was hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then Ares says, it's not like I do either, but the one who transferred us from Ariel that day was definitely you, Saleta. It was something that only you could do. I love that that's portrayed like a reveal as if that wasn't painfully obvious. Like, it was her all along. Like, really? No shit. Wow. Like, (laughs) what's the opposite of a surprise Pikachu face? (laughs) A Um, solemn Pikachu face? It's just, uh, it's Sasuke just staring at you like you just told him something he already knew. Basically, that's how I felt. I'm like, that's not a, that, uh, that's what I, if you said like, well, how did she get in there? I'm like, I don't know, Solita put her in there. She already fucking ripped out all the ghosts. Yeah, I, uh, when this happened, what I was thinking was, one, how complex is this technology within this keychain to house intelligence? True. And two, yeah. Two, why are you discussing this exposition three years later? And also, if she's only in the red one, why is the blue one there too? <laughs> the blue the blue one is Elon 4. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that's something. Also, this is this is encroaching on Black Mirror territory, but trying to make it happy. Yeah. Imagine yep. if you were a child who was killed by your parent in a war in a war machine accident, 
And then you got sucked into a keychain and had to live there with a married couple forever. They're going to die. You're not going to die. You could yeah. break, but that's different. Yeah, this you're is kind a keychain. You're a keychain. A little, I won't say the word you said they got, you got in trouble for. <laughs> a keychain. Yeah, it's like. An Inuit keychain. Nothing, all you have is your own thoughts and people to talk to and that's it. Oh my God. Start a podcast, Ari. So um, <laughs> I'd listen to it. It'd be fucked up. up. Up on the hill, the Earth House students and the Grassley girls call out to Soleta. They wave, um, and they go home. Um, Soleta and Murena hold hands again, and the series is over. They should have looked in the camera and said, we're never going to kiss! Yeah. You don't get to see our wedding. You don't get to see nothing. You get you got a handhold, and you got an open field where we were kind of close to each other wearing diamonds. Good night, yeah. everybody. Good Fuck night. you. <laughs> Fuck you. You know, all like they're in, they're clearly in a relationship. Yeah. They're clearly in love. They ended up together. When this show aired and there were people mad about it and they were all worked up about it and taking sides and stuff. Yeah. It's like chill. Like this show is fine. There is nothing. I don't know. There's nothing to be mad about here. It's just like it's a show. They're in love. They didn't want to show them kissing. Yeah, I'm I'm actively mad about it because if you were <laughs> if you blink, you wouldn't in a, in a few opportune places, you might not even notice that they're not just super besties. They do yeah. not make it clear enough as much as I would like it, which to me says they're not being subtle. They're being chicken shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Have have fucking Soleta draw me in at her notebooks or something during class. Something. Like, something. And like, yeah, like Fergal sent us that meme that was like, but Gundam people never kiss. And it's the, the thinky guy because it's mm-hmm. a joke. Um, but all of those are hetero relationships. They don't have the history of lack of representation that Bandai have dipped their little old toes into and then noped right away, it would seem. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, it's, it's one thing to go, oh, well, you know, this is how a heterosexual relationship would be portrayed in anime. Yeah, because we've gotten a million ones that have shown everything and played out where they can dance around shit and they have the luxury to. When you're giving me gay Gundam, you have to give me gay Gundam, at least a little <laughs> more than this. Come on. Yeah, they, they could have committed harder. A lot harder. It would have been great. It would have been legendary, dude. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's something to be said for when you're making a piece of art that so many people are paying attention to that has a long-standing legacy of being part of a certain franchise. I think you just go for the moment. You know, you yeah. just go, we make them kiss. We have them be open about it. And like, the show is not about that. But you're still making history for your own franchise. Yeah. What What are we going to do? Stop buying robot stuff? They're never going to run out of money. <laughs> it's not like this would have been terribly impactful to their profit margin, I assume, if they just, like, did the thing. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. How All bad right. do you want to move plastic? How bad do you want to <laughs> move bad? plastic? 
Okay, so we got uh, two pieces of listener mail to close us out. Watchfrommercury at gmail.com. We are not taking any Witch from Mercury listener mail at this point. We're moving on to Jujitsu Kaizen. So whatever you got to say about that show, hit us up. But first, from CY, he sent us uh, three chunky emails. And the third one uh, is, hi, gun boys. All right, sorry for the billion emails. Please ignore everything prior. I was still processing what the fuck just happened on the screen. (laughs) I think a lot of us are there. After watching episode 20, 24, I think the issue with this, this show is that none of the characters face any repercussions for what they did at all. Yep. Delling murders innocent people in the prologue? Okay, whatever. He's Rich Daddy. Benerit Group and other Spacians oppressing Earthians? Sucks to be you, but if you get lucky and get selected by Grassley's school, then you get to go to school with Spacians, but you'll literally have gum spit in your food. Belmuria visits Grave from time to time. Godoy, don't know what happened to him. Space Assembly League committing genocide on people of Lagrange 4. I don't remember who Godoy is. Godoy is henchman. He's Prospera's henchman. Oh, Um, oh, a bald ponytail guy? Yeah. Okay. Uh, PL Hags, y'all ain't CEOs anymore. Prospera mass murdering, murdering Space Assembly League pilots. She gets to live on a nice farm now. The list, the list literally goes on. The only person that took any responsibility was Shattuck, and while he was an ass, there were way bigger asses in the show. If if there's a continuation, I'd like to fo- I'd like it to focus on the consequences of the characters' actions. Anyway, looking forward to your show show and more of Jujutsu Kaisen. Best CY. Thank you, CY. Thank you. Appreciate I'm, I'm- it. I'm going to be a thousand percent honest with you. Having watched this whole series, if they say we're making more Witch for Mercury, I don't know if I want to watch it. They jerked me around real bad. <laughs> Fuck off. We're totally going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. But I'm going to be real pissy about it. <laughs> I want, I want, like, I want Alcott as the main character of whatever is next. I want Earthian yeah. perspective. I want them dealing with acquiring the Benerit group and fucking getting into that rich people fuckery i want them to deal more with the rich people fuckery more with the poor rising up against the rich people fuckery because they kind of me arena just kind of went down and they talked it out and obviously it's meant to be more complicated than that but sort of uh just the president went down there and and just said some stuff and they stopped screaming um and i want more of the like our our, i can't remember which listener said it but the the kind of transhumanism debate yeah. Of the gunned technology yes. that made this franchise, not franchise, this part of the franchise unique in and of itself was that gunned started as medical technology and then was made into robots. What are the repercussions of that? Because they didn't, it, Petra didn't even have it at the end. She had a different kind of prosthesis. Mm-hmm. She could have, you could have given her one of the, a leg that looked like the ones they were working on. Come yeah. on, man. Prospera no, has a Gundarm. You can already build it. And it just, yeah. I don't know. There was a lot that could be explored there that I think should have been. I don't yeah. know. There, I think even if we don't touch these characters again, I do like the world that this takes place in because yeah. it is different from the other Gundam series. Yeah. And... I mean, it's not different. The the power dynamic is different. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. The Earth and space are swaps. But yeah, I don't know. I'll watch more. I I like the timeline. I like the technology. They missed. They had a bunch of. They were in a batting cage and they they hit 
one ball out of 20. They were just kind of, yeah, <laughs> they were, they were really trying. Um, okay. Last email from Kyrie subject line. No more gunned vulvas afternoon or evening to you cucks. It's been a wild ride, and I guess that ride is now over. I was holding out hope for that an announcement would be posted for another core or two, which is like season or whatever. Alas, it did not happen. Still might definitely expect an OVA movie at some point. While we, all, we also have the manga ongoing, which is called uh, Vanitas Heart, so you can read that online. Um, it's a side story on Earth, so I'm going to read it. Check it out. Maybe it'll give me something good. Um, we'll see. Where do I start? Grinds teeth while talking. Was that the re? What was the what was the reason for met for permit thirty three slash thirty four in the prologue? Eight is the magic number. Ugh. Pepperidge Farm remembers the remembers. Damn it. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers permit. Uh, PL Technology just sided with the new force and got off free after setting it up. Elon Actual saying if it gets out, we're finished. Elon 5 spilling it all to everyone. And a heart-to-heart with Saleta these past... Wait. In these past few two episodes, it's more than just Saleta Forgetta, it seems like. (laughs) Saleta Forgetta a lot. (laughs) Why is Shattuck taking the blame for it all? To let Mio have a slam-dunk prosecution to make her name better? I wasn't understanding that. I'm guessing as an... I'm guessing in an OVA, he gets broken out and reunited with his harem. Uh, OMG Alcott, where's Alcott? And then he sends an email later that says, edit. Oh, never mind. He's at the end. So this person, (laughs) Kyrie, was furiously writing this thing as the episode was wrapping up. (laughs) But there is, I think, some truth to that. The fact that he didn't notice him the first time. And it's like, where the fuck is it? Because they dropped the plot thread. You ain't wrong about that. Oh, it would have been so fucking good. So um, that guy snapped a hard drive that had stuff on it, and that was it. Yeah. My boys, look what they did to them. They massacred my boys. I know the Space Assembly League is pro-Earth, and Earthians are okay now, but show something on them. But show something on them. Also, Prospera escapes. Well, that personal- personality is dead, but Elnora just slips away. And not using gun prosthetics, but a floaty X-Men wheelchair. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. that one is a... That's a good call out. You know, I just realized they never paid off either. Wasn't Mm. Avery one of the pilots that got her husband killed? Yeah. The fuck are we doing? Phone deal with that. Just brought him back for nothing? Here's the big thing. No kiss, LOL. I thought of Alex yelling at the screen. <laughs> I actually, I, I'm yelling now. I actually, while I was watching, I just got like really quiet. Just like, <laughs> I, and I think I just like, it ended. I just went, you fucking cowards. Like, <laughs> that, that which looked, dad's mad. Dad's yeah, mad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dad. Oh, daddy was mad. Oh, daddy was mad. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, all we get is the uncensored hentai fingers last episode. It was an, uh, a, an endearing ending altogether, though. And the art at the end, I seriously thought they would show the tomato farm rebuilt. Maybe it's an actual farm. Apologies for being so long. I'm sure Fergal and Mike and everyone else is writing in on the final episode. I appreciate all the hard work from you two. It's been a pleasure. I will say G-Witch did portray a female protagonist very well, and even the gay element. Gundam has had kisses plenty of times. It wouldn't have killed them. But anyhow, I really like the ending outwork artwork thanks again Kyrie. hashtag free shattuck hashtag all caught best boy hashtag permit over nine thousand. 
Oh, that's good. Does, Thanks, Kyrie. Do, maybe Shaddock's got a fetish for being falsely accused of major crimes. <laughs> that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dirty, dirty boy. Um, yeah, it just didn't go anywhere. Yeah, the there was a lot of pieces here. All the Dawn of Fold stuff could be fleshed out, like the ghoul um, Alcott relationship. Uh, nothing on no tret. Yeah, nothing Fucking on no tread. Nothing on no tread except for that tomato code. Tomato code. We got the little. We get the little flashback to her funeral, but we don't remember what. We never found out what happened at her funeral that her that she was mad at Delling about. I am starting to warm up to the theory that this was, and I'm, I'm theory is a generous word. Just the 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 option that this was probably competent writers who were major studio fucked with. Because you know this was this was writers. Feels... This show got writers striked. The ripples, the ripples hit Japan <laughs> <laughs> through t- through the permit. <laughs> yep, because <laughs> because like season one, and I don't know because I haven't watched it. Having watched the end of the series now, I do feel like it made a lot of promises it did not back up, and I do not know if that's because the writers' room was scattershot and weird or because they had plans that were taken away from them, you know? Yeah. Because it was always, for me, a little bit hard to follow. I always processed the show much better when we talked about it, and you had your notes, and I went, oh, that's what that meant. Oh, yeah, oh, I forgot about that. Okay. But once it went into season two, once Saletta squished that guy, the fucking, the, the, the lock came off the box, and all the evil pan- out of Pandora's box just started spraying everywhere, and, and nothing made sense anymore. I think I would have cut. Maybe that no- guy was holding the plot together. Yeah. And she squished him and it just went, boom. That guy, was the, that guy was the head writer. <laughs> <laughs> now we can be free. Yeah, dude. It was, it was wild, the decisions they made. It's like they could have done so much better if they just kind of cut some things and stayed the course. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The, from the point where she squished the guy forward they should like the episode where donna fold the their earth encampment gets attacked that was really good tonally right mm-hmm. i think the squish and that really lined up really well yeah it was a strong finale but there wasn't there wasn't any more of that i w- if it was season one school shenanigans keep it light oh the politics are building and then season two is bloody consequences like Someone should have died this finale. There should have yeah. been more consequences, more death. Anything to make it feel like, oh, this actually mattered more than that lone, like, Earth girl dying randomly. If you had to, if you got to decide who, who died, who would you have killed? Not in a, if you were in the show, but I mean, if you were in the writer's room. <laughs> <laughs> I would have killed myself. Uh, oh, <laughs> I would have killed right. this. I would have killed the studio execs. <laughs> I would have no. killed the heir to the Bandai throne. <laughs> Set myself up. Make yeah, this right. thing more progressive. I would yeah, kill who, everyone who... Wished um, I think... I think I will stand by Ghoul dying would have been crazy. I think Prospera dying... I think Prospera dying in the fireball with the single tear would have been top. Like, that would have been really good. Um... Other people, let me think, let me think, let me think. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think those are the two that would have hit. Mm-hmm. I think if, like, 
some I I am realizing that I'm an everybody dies at the end kind of guy. I love Me too. that. I do. I think we've talked about this before. I think Harry should have died at the end of Harry Potter. I love us like Iron Blood and or- Blooded Orphans ends this way. Zeta Gundam ends this way. Char's counterattack kind of ends that way. I love that. I love the fatality. I love having an epic long story ending with like, oh, we've changed the world, but like, that's it for us type yeah. deal. I think I think that the what you just laid out for options would have each been good in their own way. Like I do think Gwell should have died, uh, or should have not been saved in such a weird looking way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Prospera. I don't know if I really wanted her to die as much as I wanted her to face consequences, but her dying I think would have worked as well. I want. I wish Ari had stayed dead because she's already dead. Yeah. Let's be perfectly honest. And they already showed us what what was a really cool autonomous decision to sacrifice herself. And then they brought her back. And it just, if we all had to reckon with the fact that the piece that every single character has a stake in, which is the Ariel, which is Aerie, is gone, that to me is the most significant person to take off the board. Yeah, I think Aerie is a really good choice, actually. I think you take, you leave Aerie dead. She sacrifices herself to do the huge permit burst and like figure out exactly like what happened, but she's yeah. dead at the end. Then we can have a moment where we can have like a fast forward where we can see Prospera grieving and actually processing the grief. Yeah. And Saletta bonding with her over that and like maybe Prospera being like, I should have been grateful for the daughter I've had all along type. Maybe thing. she sees the permit ghost and she goes, I lost you. And if I lose Ari and they go, you lost Ari a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. That would have been perfect. So. And I also Prospera, like she could have died. I don't know. It just. The she shouldn't had... have been in a chair at the end. That we yeah. agree that that's the worst option. It should yeah. have been something that wasn't that. <laughs> just looking, she the... didn't even say anything. She just looks like she's half asleep. Yeah, I, I'm just uh... so hung up on the child death that was executed so well, and the tone was so dark and meaningful. And like we left that episode, we were like, "Wow, this was yeah. a good one." And that could have foreshadowed another child death because it already mirrors a previous child death. And but what do I know? I'm just a person who maybe understands writing. Right. What do I know? And even like even if this finale had taken place like uh like in Quinoa Harbor, right? The whole city is ablaze. Maybe we see some earth and space and fighting. And maybe that becomes the battleground and we have a final battle where maybe Prospera dies, but there's like a lot of civilian casualties or something. But mm-hmm. having those like it's hard because this was a character story. This was a story about Prospera and Soleta and Mirina. Yep. The problem is this is a character story. We know it's a character story because of how they wrapped it up. But there was a lot of world story. There's a lot of big picture story that was like leveraged for emotion it was like really good and then they just kind of like let's eh, oh, just keep just push that aside just push that aside okay that was great you liked that well this one's not going to be like that and then yeah. we ended up where we are it's like how i don't know the the ending here is so tonally soft yeah that it doesn't feel like an ending it like, doesn't feel like an ending and i think that's why people are still holding out hope that we're getting more we're not getting more 
it the, it's, it just ended bad. I'm sorry. The, the episode where Mirina, where it plays the outro music, and Mirina is crying, looking out over Quinoa Harbor burning. Mm-hmm. Season finale, mm-hmm. boom, perfect, elite, yep. great spot. Move on. Let's give us give us more of that. Season one should have been ended with Mirina realizing that Soleta is essentially in a cult that is yep. made up of only two people, but it is a cult. Season two should have been extracting her from the cult that ends in disastrous consequences for Earth. And then season three should have been Mir- uh, um, Soleta is now mentally free. We have to take on Prospera. Yeah. And it tr- felt like they tried to do all three, both of the last two in the first in the in the second season and just to to go back to something else the someone wrote in about i think this one for the most it had moments of being really well writing really well for its female protagonists mm-hmm. but i think miarine is a much better written yeah protagonist than than soleta because soleta comes off much dumber than i think they intend her to and it really mm-hmm. kind of hurts her as a protagonist a little bit whereas miarine is a super fleshed out, super interesting person. I I go back and forth on whether or not I like her as a human being, but that just speaks to how well she is fleshed out. Right. You know? Whereas Saleta is a golden retriever. And yeah. it, it pushes even... The problem is this show has some, like, shonen instincts that mm-hmm. it wants to be all grounded and serious and capitalism and child death, and then it does some shonen shit, and it's like, you gotta... You can't just jump me back and forth between those two. You gotta... You can have your shonen nonsense, but you either do it at the beginning and then you take it away slowly, which they kind of yeah. did, and some of that really worked. Or you have, give me the sad stuff, but you just go a little easier on the show. She shouldn't have been saying I'm sorry every single time someone says yeah. something to her. She shouldn't have not understood what's going on around her 95% of the time. Make it 75% of the time or whatever. Yeah. She's a little too stupid, and I don't. I don't know if they realized she was coming off that way because she sort of just seems like she's the dumbest person in the room a lot of the time. And I don't like that, especially because it's a representation character. It's the first female Gundam protagonist. Do you want her to be that dumb? What what would you have added to portray her as more smart? Are there some moments you want to you would fix? I would say she should have figured something out, even if it was just one big thing that no one else saw coming. Mirine can oh, yeah. has the political logic. She can figure out Prospera is doing this, 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 and this, and this, 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 this going to lead out of that. Maybe Saleta goes, oh, she wouldn't do that. She's my mom. She's going to right. do this. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, she, you actually picked up on something that nobody else did. And I, she I know that's all vague because I'm laying out what ifs. Yeah, and she kind of she did. Because they were like, what if you talk to her? And she's like, nah, we can't talk to her. Uh, but that's yeah. it. But. I think you're right. I think if there was some other thread she picked up on, like Mirina finding the shutdown code in the tomatoes is not, I mean, it's fine. It's whatever, like a little clunky. They could have also gone a different direction where Soleta gives Mirina the shutdown code. Like, yeah, but I don't know. There, there, there could have been some threads that like, I think it would be nice if Soleta starts to be suspicious of her mom like earlier i mean it took a long time to get to that point Mm -hmm. but like having like some reflection moments earlier would have been really nice yeah and i and i get that that would kind of contrast with the fact that she's 
soft brainwashed by just mm-hmm. being conditioned. She's not literally brainwashed. But the fact that we were like, oh, she's definitely brainwashed by a whole thing or what speaks to the fact that she was written a little clunkier than she should have been. Yes. You know? And um, I think in hindsight, I think the moment where they do the tomato code was cool to watch. But considering the whole no tret thing went absolutely nowhere, Soletta should have had more agency in helping shut down Quiet Zero. Yeah. She should have known a code or figured out a code because Notret was a non-entity mm-hmm. the whole time. She moves the story by doing that one thing, and if you really think about it, it makes not a lick of sense yeah. why she would have installed this in the whole thing unless we were going to find out about her, which we did. Right. So We didn't even see her in the permit ghosts. Nope. Come on. We never even, we don't even know what she looks like. Yeah, and like, and what's also frustrating is that having I'm as a person who watches the intro every time, especially if it's a good song, they you know that you see the little child hand grabbing for the tomato, then you see Mariarine, and you can glean, oh, that's her and her mom, and she's reaching yeah. for a tomato. So that is telling me you're gonna show her at some point, right? Nah, <laughs> nah, homie. No, could use the flashback. I don't know a something. So. Final thoughts. I think I would still recommend this show to people as a first Gundam show. Mm-hmm. I think this show is more of a journey than a destination. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of just enjoy, like whatever episode you're in, just enjoy that episode and keep moving, yeah. but don't, don't get too ahead of yourself expecting an amazing story. There are amazing moments. The, the whole thing together is a little shaky. Love the Gundams. The mobile suits, the battles are Never all the problem. 10 out of 10. Never. I would not recommend this to someone, but they've, if they said, I'm going to watch Witch for Mercury, do you have thoughts? I'd be like, the fights are going to be great. It is one of the best drawn shows you'll ever see. Temper your expectations for plot and payoff because it's going to be a bumpy ride. Do I have thoughts? Well, we have at least 24 recorded hours of thoughts. <laughs> sure, we, we sure do. And this one's gone mm, about 100 minutes. This is our longest episode by far. Yeah. Um, it's 100 minutes because we took two bathroom breaks. And... That is true. <laughs> that is true. And to the listeners, they're like, whoa, this is this is like 90 minutes. What is yeah. going our, on? Our bladders were more full than we were angry. And so yeah. they won the argument. I was honestly, I, uh, I'm like, I got to catch this flight. I got to leave for the airport at 2 a.m. So I'm going to stay up. So I started drinking an energy drink. Mm. And then about 20 minutes in, I was like, oh, my body hurts. And I'm, I'm going to power through this oncoming caffeine-induced panic attack by just sticking <laughs> to the notes, baby. <laughs> I drank one of those five-hour energies once. And I'm, I'm not a caffeine person. It gives mm. me a headache and it makes me really twitchy and paranoid. It's bad. I drank one of those because I was sitting, I was getting sleepy and I had tickets to see a movie and I didn't want to fall asleep during the movie or lose attention. So I took one of those five hour energies and I was still really tired, but my body felt horrendous. And then for the rest of the day, I couldn't raise my arms above my head. I had a blinding headache and I almost threw up in the shower. Oh my God. It was real bad. (laughs) It was, I don't know what's in that shit, but it shouldn't ever go in my body again. That's crazy. I'm just like, all I need is I need to get on the plane. If yes. I can get on the plane, then I can crash 
Then I just got to get on one more plane after like five and a half hours, maybe a little bit more crashing. And my buddy who, who's picking me up knows my situation. So day one, it's going to be a chill day, probably take a nap. Good. But I just like, I'm like, I'm going to get, we got to fucking do this podcast. dude. <laughs> <laughs> if this podcast, if this episode, if the finale came out next week, we'd be on a much more chill schedule. But yeah. There is kind of a perfect handoff between this show ending and Jujutsu Kaisen season two starting so that we do not have to miss a week. And that's content, baby. That's, that's podcasting. Like, oh, I'm so relieved. I don't get a break. That's yeah. content, baby. Move, <laughs> now, move behind. Get, gain one. Move forward. Gain two new tasks. And you're very tired. You know what's fun is uh, this podcast in less than a year is catching up to the podcast I've had for three years in terms of listens. And this week I was set to overtake it, but then I got a surge of listens on my other one. And I'm like, ooh, now it's a race. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got those sweet anime takes. Exactly. People finding your other stuff. <sighs> okay. Well, I think that's it. Do you have anything else you want to yell about before we close this out? I'm hungry and tired, and I want to do a different show now. <laughs> so are those So are those children on Earth, okay? They sure are. <laughs> I finally get it. All right, Alex, where can people find you? People can find me at Alex Fasella on Instagram, A-L-E-X-F-O-S-S-E-L-L-A, or on Twitter, although it seems to be rapidly dying, at yeah. A-Fasella. Uh, please leave Watch for Mercury five stars and a nice review in your podcatcher app. If it only lets you do stars, we will happily take the stars. And please subscribe. We, we've been forgetting to ask people to subscribe to the show. And yeah. Do all that good stuff. Subscribe, especially on Spotify. I know you guys can do it. The button's right there, baby. But uh, you can find me on Instagram at Asparagus. It's like asparagus with guts at the end. Um, I got a bunch of other projects and stuff. You can check them out at the link in my bio. Um, rate the show. Subscribe to the show. Uh, send us your Jujitsu Kaisen thoughts at watchformercury at gmail.com. You got about a week, so if you have any thoughts on season one, um, you can send those in for our season two, like the first episode. We can talk about it a little bit, get some discussion flowing. Um, so send those in, watchformercury at gmail.com. And if you want to support us and give us a little bit of money for the show you enjoy so much, patreon.com slash watchformercury. Um, I think that's it. May your, your final sign-off. Mayors. I'm wondering should we do a different one for Jujutsu Kaisen, but I feel like it's a thing now. This may your yeah. May your shield be a thousand guns. Yeah.